You're listening to the D-Bad Movement. This is the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast with me, John Gilbert. Me, Ian Thompson. And me, Alex King. So today we're going to be talking about resentment. Mm. So um, <clears throat> so to understand resentment a little deeper, I've taken the liberty of writing a little fable. Oh, wow. Uh, which, yeah. which I've just slid a piece of paper across at you, Ian. And yeah. I would invite you to tell the listeners the fable, please. Well, everyone get yourselves comfy. It's called The Nudist... And the pit bull. Here's a powerful fable to motivate you to let it go and move on. And that's just sort of the subtitle. There was once a man walking naked across a nudist beach when he was bitten in the crotch by a pit bull. All he could think about was how angry he was at the pit bull for biting him and how angry he was at himself for not wearing clothes during the angry pit bull season. Whatever that is. He was so resentful his mind was unable to calmly remember that there was a solution to this problem. All he simply needed to do was stick his finger up the pit bull's bum as he'd heard it caused them to release their grip. Here it is, John's obsession with anuses again. (laughs) Because he was so focused on being grumble, grumble, angry at the pit bull and himself, he died. (laughs) Wow. I mean... Does, is that because the pit bull didn't release, or did he? Yeah, he just bled to Got death. bit by a tapeworm when he put the when he put his finger up the pit bull's bum. No, just well, no, he didn't do that. that. That's the point of the fable. So I was I was looking oh, right. for fables about resentment, and none of them quite worked for me. So I, I based this on another fable. So did he put the finger up the bum while it's latched on? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, so the pit bull never never actually let go. And so he thought, well, I could put my finger in his butt. Uh, no, no, you see, he didn't think... No, this is the point of the story. He didn't think about the digit up the butthole. Oh, yeah, all so, he simply needed to do was stick the finger... That's just the that's the, the writer, the person who's who's penned this fable, <laughs> uh, presumably many years ago. Um, it's probably a biblical reference or something. So that's um, him saying all he needed to do was just put his finger up a bum's ass and it had all been all right, but he didn't. Because he was so busy being angry. Ass. Yeah. Did I say bum's ass? No, I didn't mean that. I mean, Ernest, this this was written min- <laughs> minutes ago rather than many years ago. But what I was trying to say is that, you see, he was just so consumed in like the negative feelings about... So here he is, he's strolling across his nudist beach. He's got a pit bull latched onto his genitals. He's bleeding heavily because of that. But he's just like, oh, why has this pit bull done this? I'm blaming the pit bull. And why did I let this happen? I shouldn't have been out walking through a nudist beach this day. He was so clouded negative emotions that he didn't think rationally and go, do you know what? Actually, simple solution. Just go whoop, up, the, uh, up, up the pit bull. And then it would go and let go. And then he could go down to Amy have his penis sewed back on or whatever that's required wow. and move on with his life but instead what he chooses to do is just just angrily just go oh, until he just slowly bleeds to death where's the pitbull's owner in all of this <laughs> unless it was the rapper pitbull <laughs> it was I mean yeah he'll collaborate with anybody yeah maybe we should invite him on the podcast yeah. and say can you please simulate a scene for us oh. um, I'm not sure how many volunteers we're going to have to be bitten in the genitals by pitbull but but my point 
the point remains <laughs> that you need to whatever's happening right you've just got to think rationally and not be consumed by negative thoughts because you can't do anything about that there's no nothing happens by being angry at a pit bull mm. but <laughs> that's gonna lead to lead to some <laughs> sound effects that was yeah that was my <laughs> That almost sounds like it's coming out rather than going off. Oh, God. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Yeah. Well, that's the job done. Oh, you don't keep it there forever. All right, okay. So it's I, mean, the, quick... I mean, at which point is another fable where, from the perspective of the pit bull, you say, okay, you made your point, mate. Now let go. <laughs> I'm a pit bull, not finger mouse. Wow. So uh, if you didn't understand resentment, if you think that's a bit of a strange topic for the D-Bad podcast... Hopefully now. Hopefully now you're crystal clear. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, resentment is a powerful emotion it's a complex emotion and it occurs when we feel like there's some sense of injustice or wrongdoing I think it's interesting that sometimes that's a valid feeling and sometimes it's not (laughs) so it's when people get humiliated they feel like they've been discriminated or a victim of prejudice seems pretty reasonable to me you've been taken advantage of and you feel jealous and and resentful Um, whereas sometimes you just pissed off because it's for the sake of it. Ian's I'm, top I'm, of the list. I'm top of the list for not for not being the coffee uh, bringer. No, you see, I don't resent anything about you, I don't okay. think. Thank you. Not in a way that I have done previous business partners. I feel like we should hug. We're not allowed to. We're not allowed to hug. No, I did. I had unfair resentment towards previous business partners. I used to get annoyed because I did a lot more work than them. And therefore, I thought, that's not fair. Why, why when we're equal partners... Uh, am I having to do lots of extra things? I realised with the benefit of hindsight that I was unreasonable because they were doing a reasonable amount of work and I was doing an unreasonable amount of work, which was causing me stress and therefore I was projecting that on others and mm. causing resentment. Wow. Mm. Then I came along. Well, I've got lower expectations of you. It's <laughs> a good job. So should we, should we take a look at what the D-Bad community have been sharing with us on Let's the topic of <laughs> Pippa Clarkson has said, one of our closest friends in high school stopped talking to us all after we didn't invite her to a meal because we knew she was already going on a night out with a different friend. We were 19. She hasn't spoken to any of us since. Bitter. Bitter. That is bitter resentment, isn't it? So do you think it's it's understandable that she hasn't spoken to them in, what, 10 years? have Have they tried to reach out to her? I mean... Who's the dickhead here? Is it Pippa? I don't think Pippa is a, can be a dickhead. Well, I know, but... And I'm not saying Pippa is the dickhead in this scenario, but maybe something else was going on. Yeah. Because one of our closest friends in high school stopped talking to us all after we didn't invite her to a meal because we knew that she was already going on a night out. Well, they may as well have invited her. Yeah. I, yeah. So, But when you're younger, you do. Yeah, yeah. We were 19. She hasn't spoken to any of us since... Now, that friend maybe just thought this is a really good gout of a bitter have, relationship. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Some, maybe they were just boring. Yeah. And Pippa's now married to that, that friend's boyfriend <laughs> at the time. <laughs> the, the bitch. Yeah. There was this girl at school, at high school. We did a prank where we made a prom queen and then we like put loads of pig's blood on her. And it was all <laughs> hilarious. And then the next night we didn't invite her to a meal and she doesn't speak to us. <laughs> the bitter, resentful cow. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be interesting to know if there's more going on there. I'm sorry, but I, I know what film you're. What film is it that you're referring to? The name of it. Oh, um, it's Toy Story Two. Yeah, 
what where is they, it? Where they, they do it with where Woody uses telekinesis to kill everybody in the high school. No, it's Carrie. That's it, Carrie. Stephen King's yeah, Carrie. Yeah. Mm. I mean, was she resentful? I reckon so. She definitely was because they were horrible to her. But unknown to her, she had supernatural powers mm. that she then used to kill many people. Yeah. It's been years since I've seen it, so I can't remember that. Well, I mean, it's an ex- it's an extreme reaction. Uh, Pippa should think herself lucky that their friend just doesn't speak to them anymore. Yeah. She could have strangled them worse. with a fire hose. <laughs> so it turns out Pippa's quite a whinge bag, isn't she? Pippa. <laughs> so um, we've often wondered if Pippa listens to the podcast. We're going to find out soon. We're going to find out now. <laughs> Do you know that song Razor Like Golden Touch? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of about. Um, oh, with a golden touch. I've gone back to the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they say, oh, but she's changed, but you know what they mean. They're just jealous. It's jealous because they'll never do the things that they wish that they could do so well. Right. And this is resentment because she's moving on in her life. And what they're seeing in her is the things that they would like to do, but they can't do. So mm. therefore, they feel resentful and unfair uh, as a result of that, which is unfair resentment. And you see that piece where people moving on all, all of the time. And you see it in relationships as well. Now, I would really do believe I'd never resent my wife at all. Right? If she's successful or if she's moving on, I'm just happy to be hanging on to the coattails. It's fine. That works for me. There was one thing, though, that that bugs me and it's some point in our relationship whereas my wife gets on so well with her mother-in-law and her father-in-law that I believe that they now refer to me as Sally's husband (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm I'm not saying they've like disowned me as a son but this is Sally's husband this is Sally's husband (laughs) you you grew me in your womb (laughs) mum Have you ever like experienced or seen resentment in your siblings? So can you imagine, for example, that your parents had lots of photographs of your sister, but not you up in the... Oh, that that that, that happens to me. Oh, yes. No, not as much anymore. <laughs> no. Why have you... Did you We discussed this? this on the podcast no. before. Oh, right, okay. Um, my yeah. mum and dad have even got... Uh, have I told you this? My sister's the degree, degree up on the yeah. wall, yeah. Mm. And yet they've lost mine. Oh. Do you feel resentful? No, it's all right. No, they've actually... My dad rang me the other day and said, can you send me some photos of you for me to put up at home? Mm. Maybe you've been listening to the podcast, actually. <laughs> that's quite possible. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but that's quite possible because it probably was around the time that that went out. Oh, if you're listening, Mr. Thompson, I'm glad that we've been able to modify your behaviour. Um, I do have some footage that we took out where Ian sobbed for a good <laughs> 16, 17 minutes. <laughs> Um, but I'm glad that you... Um, That's going out as a bonus right. episode. I once tried to right a wrong of sibling resentment and rivalry once that I had no right to interfere with and didn't understand the situation. And it turns out I completely misread the situation. So about 20 years ago, the mainstream media just seemed obsessed with Kylie Minogue. Do you remember when she, she'd been away and she came back and she did that music video spinning around in these gold hot pants? It was it went to number one in the charts. I mean, we still objectify women in the media now, but it was just off the scales, just talking about Kylie's ass all of the time. Um, and there was this was quite early days of the internet, and the BBC were doing a live interview with Danny Minogue. So. Kylie's sister. sister and I dialed into this call 
and they they threw to, on a live stream and they threw to me with a question and I thought right here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna endear myself to Danny Minogue who has just always been put in the shadow of her sister's ass right so I said oh hi Danny uh, it's John here I said does it do your head in that everybody's always on about Kylie's ass because you are clearly the fitter of the two sisters <laughs> And I had all of the best intentions of that, thinking, oh, that's the kind of pick-me-up that world-famous Danny Minogue needed from that spotty bloke from East Hall. <laughs> but she was like, she just looked through the screen at me with <laughs> with um, just indignation, really. And she just went, well, I mean, I'm really pleased that my sister's so successful at the moment and we don't compare ourselves that way and certainly not that way. <laughs> I just got shot down. I did, I did. And I deserved it, didn't I, really? Yeah. I mean, I was quite immature. Uh, uh, I but you do that went now. into intention thinking that it was going to yeah, flatter her. I did. I, I mean, I was wrong. You on a date I mean, I was wanting Casanova. <laughs> just going, hey, your sister might have a nice ass, but you've got a better one. I mean, <laughs> girls love that kind of thing, don't they? Has <laughs> she spoken to me since? Yeah. No, I've not met her since. Okay. She's not one of the um, C-list celebrities that comes to me for career advice. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry, Danny. I was a dickhead. That was wrong. Uh, it was wrong on so many levels. And if you ever want to come on the podcast, you're very welcome. We've got a seat that I'd love your touch on it. <laughs> or anybody's of, of any shape, size, colour or creed, it's okay. It's, it's all good with the, uh, the D-Bad movement. I resent it sometimes when people tell me repeatedly that I'm lucky. I had a recent example where we had a bit of good fortune in business and my perspective of it is that we worked really hard on something like really really hard speculatively and it came off and it won a piece of business for us a friend of mine's perspective is slightly different because when i told him that we'd been successful in this thing we were trying to achieve he went ah that's because i prayed for you <laughs> really <laughs> now <laughs> i don't want to be resentful of god right but does he really think it was a divine in intervention? Because if it was a divine intervention, that's fine. But I wish I'd not done all of the hard work that went before it. Wow. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? Maybe that gave you the extra push. Maybe, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? How much the harder you work, the luckier you seem to get. Mm. I mean, um, but anyone who was pitching for that piece of work, I imagine worked hard over it, John. Yeah. So why did you get it over anyone else? <laughs> We'd worked that hard. No one just like waltzed in there without working hard and really? just said, oh, like, have, have this quote. <laughs> A piece of scrap paper. Yeah. So you, you think maybe I'm being a bit ungrateful to God Almighty? Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Cheers, God. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> so, yeah. This has just become a, a exposing my dickheadery in, in a really raw way. I mean, it was me that wanted to do the episode on resentment. I resent that decision now. <laughs> Sometimes we resent other people's success. Yeah. Why We've do, covered this before, haven't we? We have. Why do people hate Coldplay? <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean... Yeah, a that, lot of people don't like Chris Martin, yeah, I don't think. But isn't that not just because he's a bit of an arsehole? Is he, though? Why is he? He seems a bit of an arsehole, doesn't he? I feel like everyone's got this opinion, but they can never say why he's an arsehole. It just seems like You resent Chris Martin. I don't resent Chris Martin. You do. You what wanna, has he done? You want to be Chris Martin. That you've ever thought you're an arsehole? Dickhead. I, I don't just like Ben. Just him? Just a, yeah. Chris That's Martin, resentment. Chris Martin would never bite a nudist on the crotch. No. He's probably him. vegetarian as well. Yeah. It just, just seems a bit odd, doesn't he? That's all. Mm. 
I mentioned vegetarianism there because we sometimes we resent people for doing something <clears throat> that we wish we could do ourselves and therefore we hold it against them. And that's mm. a really unhealthy attitude. It's like when yeah. you see people have been successful, whether that's in sport or just like, an, so like the comedy industry, for example. So I know a lot of comedians, and I'm not saying they're all bitter and resentful, although it helps with the material if they are. But sometimes when somebody's successful... People go, oh, it's you only. It's only because of this. Oh, they've been kissing ass over here. Is the place? It's, it's quite often they've mm. been working really, really hard and made their own work. Yeah. I like a lot of Coldplay songs. <laughs> Coldplay have got amazing songs. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I do enjoy listening to Coldplay. I think very. Good. Sometimes resentment can be positive, and it's what we need to do to fuel change. So I feel like a podcast doesn't go by where I don't try and mention Black Lives Matters. Okay. But that is resentment. It's, it's a sense of injustice and you see a social uprising to try and deal something, do something about it. So I don't, so resentment, as I say, it's, you can't, it's not something that we can expect people to just, oh, well, just don't be resentful. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about managing your resentment. So if you can fuel that energy into something positive, uh, do it, although quite often positive change requires a lot of negative stuff to happen, as I think we're seeing at the moment. But if it's just about you and the way that you feel, because um, you, it's holding you back and being negative about it, my advice is simply just just be self-aware of it. The only reason we get jealous about things is because we're just trying to protect our own feelings. But actually, that doesn't it, it doesn't lead anywhere positive. Mm. So consider the pit bull. So what have we learned about resentment today? We've learned that I'm terrible at flirting with Australian pop stars. <laughs> Not going to do that again. Um, we learned that sometimes we can be resentful for irrational reasons, such as Chris Martin and Coldplay. Um, but when you think about it, you, you put a bit of self-analysis, you go, yeah, actually, I do like some Coldplay tracks. I like a lot of them. Yeah, good. Hopefully this has helped your negative resentment reside. Chris, if you ever want to sit down and have a drink... We can chat. Yeah. The roots of resentment are often in unfair treatment, right? And so, therefore, it's not just something that exists in your head. Sometimes you do need to do something about it. But if you are ever strolling down the beach and you've made that decision to remove your clothes and then an offending pit bull comes along and bites you anywhere at all, just remember, <laughs> think rationally. Don't just stew on those negative thoughts. Take a positive action and move on with your life. And I feel like I've grown after this episode. I feel like I've metaphorically put my finger in Chris Martin's bum <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and learned to be a better person. So Ian has grown as a person. Alex simply looks stunned. I'm feeling uncomfortable in my own skin. Jobs are good. You've been listening to the Don't Be A Dickhead podcast. I've been John Gilbert. I've been Ian Thompson. I've been Alex King. And remember, <laughs> don't, don't be, be a dickhead. dickhead. You're uncomfortable. Wash your hands. <laughs>